everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Unscripted Exchanges. I'm Hayden Huber, and alongside me is Cole Hazingfield. Hey, guys. Well, thanks for coming back. Unscripted Exchanges, episode six, I believe. And we've got a little bit of a surprise. I know we've been talking about guests. So I'll let Hayden do the honor of you. Honors. Honors. The honors of introducing our first guest. Yeah, we're super excited to be bringing on our first guest of many. Um, and we have a upcoming and rising uh, business professional in the Cincinnati area, and we'll go into more detail. But uh, I want to introduce Shannon Jacob to the show today. Super excited to be here. Very flattered that I'm the first guest. <laughs> now, have you been on a podcast before? Um, so I think, no, technically. I've hosted a very amateur podcast like within the workplace. Um but that was short-lived. Well, you've been involved. You've been involved involved with podcasts before, in, in, in one sense, is what you're saying. I, I yeah, think we yeah, all yeah. have been involved in podcasts. You know, we just might not have a microphone and headphones on us. Like oh, conversation sure. is essentially a podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. No, and it wasn't this official. Like we we recorded on an iPhone. Hey, there's nothing so. wrong with recording on an iPhone. <laughs> what she's saying is we look legit, right? Yeah. Now. Like, exactly. so we'll, we'll, we'll take that compliment. Compliment. Thank compliment. Thank you very much. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Shannon. <laughs> and you're wearing the Bengals hat. I mean, had to. Which I'm pumped about. Did we see that one last night? Come on. Unbelievable. Let's go. The first win of our lifetimes, right? I know. It's been 30 years or something like that. It's crazy. I didn't know what to do. Like, my reaction, there really wasn't any. Because I just didn't know. Right, because you were kind of shocked. You're just like, wait, that happened? We won. Yeah. And then Joe Burrow's like, yeah, we, we expected it. I'm like, none of us really, we were hoping for it. But right. You haven't been around for the past 20 years. We get our asses handed to us. He wasn't even alive when, well. No, he wasn't. He was like 90, I, uh, make it sound really young. <laughs> none of us were. None of us were. But, uh, yeah, I think I agree with that. I didn't really yeah. want to react either. Yeah. I was driving, though. Because I had to listen on the radio, long story, but I was air pumping so hard that my daughter was like, please don't crash the car. <laughs> the love. Hey, the good guys came out on top. Amen. Of that. So, Amen. Uh, at the end of the day. Hopefully they can keep up uh, their winning streak and uh, make it to the Super Bowl. But uh, we'll take it uh, week by week. But anyhow, let's uh, go back to Shannon and uh, learn a little bit more about uh, who you are, what you do. Um, yeah. Share whatever you want to share. Sure. Um, so just like Hayden and Cole, I am also a Cincinnati native. Um, grew up in like the College Hill area. I don't claim to be an East Sider or a West Sider because it's very central. So I stick to the central. I grew up in the central. You're area. agnostic to that, basically. You're like right in the middle. You're neutral. Yeah. Neutral. So. Like I don't really want to claim either side. Okay. Um, yeah. And then we moved to Westchester in high school when I was, gosh, 16, right when I got my license. Um, got married this year to my high Congrats. school sweetheart. Yes. He's watching us silently in the background, just so we you listening. We do have our first crowd member or audience today. <laughs> Super exciting. We need one of those cut-ins where it's like applause. Hey, we'll, we'll work on that, you know? We'll, we'll get to that point. But uh, baby steps. Yes. Um, yeah, so we just moved to Westchester as well. Um, we're actually like a minute away from my parents, which is super fun. Super um, convenient, too. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I did my undergrad at UC, um, majored in international business and marketing. Um, kind of just picked it randomly, like didn't go into college like knowing what I wanted to do, but it ended up working out. Um, 
just finished my MBA at Indiana. Um, so I'm officially a, a two degree holder, which I'm pretty You're doing big things. I am. It's it's been one one hell of a ride. Like the past two and a half years, I was you know kind of thinking like, okay, what do, what do I do? Like, what are my hobbies? I don't know if I have any because the past two and a half years were wedding planning and school. You've been on the grind. You've been working. You've yeah, been getting done. Yeah. yeah. You know that gets me really excited. I'm jumping in, Shannon, but that gets me really excited because I've got two girls, and to hear you go like. I'm crushing it. Is what you're saying, okay? You're saying you're, I mean, you're 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 crushing it in the sense of like you're getting things done. You're motivated. You're working hard. Um, the masters, like you went and got your masters on top of what getting married, like yeah. buying a house. I mean that's that's a lot. That's it was a stuff. lot. People were like when I like ran through everything that I've done in the past two and a half years. Even people were like, you just really like to be stressed. Like you really like stress. I'm like, well, no, I don't I think I was just cranking it all out so now like I don't have a lot of stress which is really nice yeah put your head down yeah that's yeah. awesome you sound like someone that's uh really motivated and just wants to get stuff done as well as just aspire to to do big things which oh, is yeah. awesome I can never be bored yeah like, I always have to be doing something I think that's a great trait yeah I'm a, I'm a little bit biased because I find myself that way as well you know I'm always uh working on something tinkering around uh trying to improve myself so yeah I can 100% relate uh, and going back to your point around uh, not really uh, saying that you live on the east side or the west side or associating more with uh, you know one side, I would say the east side is the best side. I had to throw that I mean, in there. I drove over to the east side a lot in high school. It's so. a good place to be. Cole and yeah, I grew up on the east side. For us right now. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I'm really good at doing that. <laughs> um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here because I, I I wanted to to jump back into something because I think we I don't know if Shannon. Also introduce where like what she's currently doing in her career, because I think that's just like the icing on the cake. She got married, she bought a house, she got her masters, and she's also got like a badass career too. I mean, come on, like that's exciting. Yeah. This is not faked enthusiasm, just so everybody knows. I, mean, I appreciate this that. is the real call. <laughs> this is the yeah, real. It really is. Introducing myself. Yeah, it's um, it's been a crazy ride, like just career-wise. So I've been at PNG for five years, a little over five years. Um, I'm in my third role. So during all of the craziness that we just talked about, I also changed roles at PNG. Um, so yeah, I started um, in cartons and corrugate packaging, purchasing. Okay. So I'm a buyer basically. I just buy things. I shop. Right. I have a very large. Who doesn't shop like book. buying things, right? Right. Yeah. Especially when it's not your book. money, right? Even though you're probably responsible <laughs> for it, but totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will say, like, negotiation-wise, I'm way tougher when it's not my money versus, like, if I go to buy a car, like, I'm not negotiating for that. Um, well, that's also a, such an awkward thing when you go to a dealership, and you're like, well, what's the best you can do? And they go, $29,999, you're like, but really? Like, yeah, that's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Then they go, well, we're only making 4% on this car, and you're like, yeah. So anyway, sorry, I jumped in there, but it's always awkward. I know. Know. It's Yeah, it's way easier to negotiate when it's not your money. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like, oh, well, this is a business thing. Like, it's nothing personal. But anyway. That's your out. I digress. Um, yeah, so I started in, in packaging, um, moved over to chemicals about two years into the company, 18 months-ish. Um, and I was buying chemicals, um, buying a lot of ethanol. So when um, COVID hit and everybody needed hand sanitizer, that's what you I was buying. You were buying a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. a lot, a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, it was a lot of material, time. I, oh, my gosh. 
networking just so much. Um, so I moved over into my current role in January of 21. Um, so now I'm buying media. So I work with agencies and work in the gaming space, which is super fun. I'm not a gamer, but I now like nerd out about gaming stuff just okay. because like I know probably way more than any human should. <laughs> that's awesome. I want to go back to your point around negotiation. I think that's an underrepresented um, skill set that you know a lot of us uh, probably could work on. Uh, how would you say your negotiation skills have grown or evolved over time? Like, was that something that you felt pretty strong at going into uh, PNG, or did you have to work on that? Um, I wouldn't say as a 23-year-old coming into PNG, I was not confident in negotiation, um, especially since like a lot of the people that I'm dealing with on a daily basis are like the CFOs or C- CEOs of companies. Sure, it's intimidating. Right? Yeah, yeah, and I'm 23 years old, and these people have been in the industry for forever. Um, but we are we have a very robust training process okay. around negotiation, which is really nice. Um, but also, I think just the way PNG's culture is and like how we're taught we're taught to just always do the right thing, um, which is awesome, and it makes the job a whole lot easier. So if, I always say, like, if you get, like, an icky feeling about it, it's probably not Right, the there's right a approach. reason why you've got an icky feeling. Yeah, it's probably not the right approach, and something's off. So, um, yeah, I've definitely grown much more confident, but I'm also not, like, cutthroat or tough when it comes to negotiation. Like, I'm going to show you my hands. There's a reason why you're making decisions and doing things a little more. You're transparent. Yeah, I'm very transparent. Um, I value the relationships that we have with, like, our external partners. So um, I think that makes it easier, too. Like, when you have a relationship to lean on versus, like, going back to when you're buying a car, like, you don't know this person. You're probably never going to see them again. So it makes it easier to, like... I don't know. I'm, I'm picking up what you're laying down. Yeah. yeah. It, make, it makes it easier to say this is just a one-time thing. Versus yeah, exactly. What you're saying is you've got that 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 relationship that you're nurturing. Yeah. And you can't you can't just have that one time. You just, you're, as you're, you're buying for for Procter and Gamble. You're buying. When I was saying a lot earlier, like a lot, a like, lot, a lot of stuff. And so you've got to keep those relationships, like right. You got to keep totally. them transparent. Um, you find ones, obviously, like, you've probably found some you really like that you enjoy. There's also ones where you've been like, hey, I need to find a new vendor for this, a new vendor for that. Um, kind of piggybacking off of his question, which I think is super interesting. And this is something I've talked to my brother and sister about, and I've talked to other people, other, other professionals about, is going to college, right? And you've got, so you majored in inter- international business and marketing yeah. at UC. And then you went into Procter & Gamble and purchasing. And I guess my question to you, and, and to you is like, as you've the past what five years that you've been working there, what tools can you say, hey, I learned from school and I've transferred to here? And also like what can you say was just part of being out in that workforce and like and being thrown things like it, it, that are new and, and, and different? Because I think a lot of the times you hear, Oh, well, if you go to college for this, like you have to get a job that are and, and it's like you went into international business and marketing, and you're working for an international business, mm-hmm. but that's, you didn't start in marketing. It wasn't like you went into marketing. So I guess like that's a lot of questions. And I was about to say, I think a lot I of wrapped that up, I wrapped that up in that. a gift for you. Yeah. I'm just trying to understand like your your take on how your college college life and going and get your master's has translated into that business life. Yeah. Um, so I will say I got to PNG with the goal of just 
get there and do whatever you need to do to get there and then Scrappy. do a role, yeah, transfer to brand because I did want to do the more traditional side of marketing. Um, but once I started in purchasing, it checked my boxes and I don't think I realized like what those boxes were for me until I started working. Um, but I mean, it does translate to like what I liked about marketing. Um, I like that there's no right answer. There's not like, it's not math and science. Like there's not, you know, two plus two equals four. It's, um, very gray, which I like. Um, if I can argue my way to a right answer, I'm going to, because I like to be right. So love it. Love it. I like that. Um, I really like being close to the consumer and understanding why they make the decisions that they do. Um, so I think those two aspects were like the big things for me that fed into why I like what I do. Okay. Um, all to say, like I did come to PNG with the intention of. But it changed over time. It did change. It changed over time, yeah. and and so what I'm gonna pull out of that is what you're saying maybe is to the people that are listening and like realize is that you know you don't have to necessarily just go down one path again. Oh no. Like you were like, hey, I just want to get in a PNG because I know they've got a great culture. And I want to work there, and then I'll figure it out when I get there. Yep. And then your mind changed, but in a good way, right? Yeah, things always evolve. I think as you just, like, progress through life, things evolve. Um, my approach to, like, work-life balance even was way different when I was 23 versus what it is now. Right. Um, what I want out of a job and the day-to-day, like, it changes. it's very different. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, yeah, I knew, I knew that was a loaded question, Shannon. So I appreciate you taking that totally. and running with Completely it. Completely unscripted, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of just came in my head. I was just thinking about it. You know, it's a great question. Yeah, I, I thought uh, I thought that'd be good for the listeners to hear. Um, so again, I don't have any more questions I can think of right this minute. I got a million questions. I figured you ask. You know, we could keep this podcast going for 24 hours or this episode for 24 hours straight. Um, what was the biggest, uh, and maybe I won't just uh, narrow it down to one thing, but what attracted you to PNG? Maybe you touched on this a little bit before, but what, what drew you there? Yeah. Um, so I think what drew me to PNG was pretty superficial. Um, but what keeps me there is a little bit more meaningful. So, Mm -hmm. um, what drew me to PNG, I'm a Cincinnati native. PNG is like the big the big company. That's where you want to like, be. Yeah. Everybody wants to. If you're in business or interested in business, like PNG is end game for a lot of people. Yep, certainly. Um, I've got family that worked at the company. I, you know, grew up with friends whose parents worked there. Like it was just always somewhere I knew could provide a good life for me. Um, and yeah, it's just I didn't want to leave Cincinnati either. So kind um, of best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. You can have a big, big company without having to go to like Chicago or New York. Um, so I definitely liked big company, local to Cincinnati, a um, lot of different career paths that you can take within one company. Um, I think that's what attracted me there. Like, again, pretty superficial, like college kid, not really knowing what the professional world was about. Hey, there's know? no right or wrong answer. Yeah. I just wanted to hear, you know, yeah. like what, what, yeah, was your, your story related yeah. to that? She's and just I, like, I want to go work at PNG. How the hell am I getting into Exactly. There? There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah. And I didn't, um, intern at PNG. I didn't call PNG. Um, I took that assessment 17,000 times. It felt like, um, before I, Wait, I what assessment? so I, you're, I yeah. don't know. I don't know these assessments. Oh, so this is, educate um, me. yeah, the selection process at PNG is very thorough. Um, we always say like now being at PNG, like we're the one percenters 
because only 1% of the applicants get hired yep. each year. Um, but the assessment is like dreaded. It's is very, it very intense. Much, very, very intense, you said? Yes, very intense, like qualitative, quantitative, you know, testing everything. Like how long is it? Um, I don't know if it's timed actually, because they've changed it since I last took it. Um, but it takes a good amount There's of a time. reason why PNG is known as the place to work for. Oh, right. Yeah. They fully vet the people that they want coming in and working for their organization. Yeah, and it's crazy and super frustrating, especially when like you're not passing this assessment. Um, so how many times do you take it then? Or, or do you get multiple times to take it? I mean, yeah, so you can only take it once a year. So every 365 days it expires and you have to retake it if you want to continue applying for PNG. Um, I think during college I took it four times. So you were taking it once a year, basically. Yeah, yeah, and on the fourth time. That's dedication. I passed. <laughs> that's yeah. exciting. That's a, that's comp. That's like you're being competitive. You're like, no, 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 I feel I got. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. next next year I'm, I'm gonna get nice with the hard yeah. Okay. Well, I got I got the next one. I got the next year. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, thinking more general here, what is some of the best advice that you've heard, as well as some not so great advice? And this can be life related, business related, whatever. Yeah, I think um, the best advice, I don't know, this kind of comes out of just my own experience in my own head. Um, like, advice that I would give to somebody is just, like, be consistent and, like, don't don't put things aside. Like, I failed that assessment three times. Um, I could have very easily just, like, don't give quit. it up. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I knew it's what I wanted to do and, you know, just kind of go after it. Okay. Um, worst advice? That's a hard question. Maybe maybe you've never received any bad advice, which well, is awesome. I sure have received a couple of not so great. Uh, yeah, I think the person that comes into my head, I got advice one time: always speak up in a meeting, even if it's just reiterating what somebody else said. I think that's um, awful. Yeah, that was okay. You just had a really good bad advice, and a really yeah. good bad advice. Yeah, always speak yeah. up. Oh well, and it's like, well, nobody's gonna know if you're there if you don't speak up. I'm like, yeah, it, but you're devaluing your contribution to the meetings mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever type of setting that you're in, if you're just speaking just to speak. Like, yeah. people will stop listening to you right. because they know that what you're saying isn't adding any value at all. Um, so, yeah, kind of a, a spin on another piece of advice that, like, I would give or I've received, like, only speak when you actually have value to say because when you do speak, then people are, like, really going to listen. That's and that's what you want. That's something I've had to work on. I've actually gotten that advice before, believe it or not. Um, in the professional environment. And I can totally, like, I totally see what you're saying. Is like, they're, that's something I've had to work on again. Like, speak up and say something that's, like, creating value. Mm -hmm. But if you're just going to talk to talk, which is fine in some settings, right? You're at a bar, you're having drinks with guys or yeah, girls with friends. Yeah, doing a podcast. Talk, talk your ass off, right? Yeah. But you're in a business setting, you're doing a presentation, you're, you've got this, and there's, there might be a time for you to say something that's, like, really hard-hitting, that's mm -hmm. really key. There also might be a time, right, that's like, why the hell did you say anything? What? Yeah. Why did you just reiterate? We just went over that in five different slides, and you just decided to re, 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 replay the last five slides just so you could say something. You're yeah. saying, like, people are going to start not listening to you, yeah. which is something, like, again, I've I've gotten that advice and taken that advice. I'm like, sometimes you need to tone it back and, and say something when it's critical or just, just talking to talk. Yeah, and I think in a – COVID world that we live in, like working from home and being in virtual meetings, having your camera on or not on, like making 
little tiny changes. Like I pretty much always have my camera on in meetings so that people at least can see that I'm there. Because if you're just like a, you know, the standalone picture or like a black icon, like on a Teams meeting, no one's going to even know you're there, especially if you don't talk. But if you have your camera on at the very least, like, okay. They can see you at least listening. And know that you're engaged and can also kind of take a clue. I would like to say something there because I I totally agree with you on that. And I find myself sometimes, like, if I have my camera off, you know, I'm going to slack off, or maybe slack off is not the right word, but I'm going to get distracted and do other things. So I'll be pinging people on the side, responding to emails. And like you said, if you have your camera on, you're fully engaged and actually listening. So I think that's a really good piece of advice to anyone out there that is still working remote um, is to turn on your camera more. And it's nice to actually see people um, as opposed to, like you said, a black screen. Um, yeah. I know not always having the camera on it is, you know, a, a thing, but yeah, it, it's, it's certainly nice when you can actually see someone. Okay. Yeah. I have a funny story to that to talk about the camera thing. Okay. So that's always, like, that's always bothered me. <laughs> you yeah. you're nervous. You probably should be nervous. This is funny. Um, but no, I always, I always have my camera on and, and that's again, because of that point, like I love, I love that you said you do that. I think I know where this is going. This is going to be scary, but let's hear it. <laughs> no, 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 it's not scary. It's funny. Um, so the other day I was having a, I was having a meeting with a client and we were going through this project we're working on and I was going through like a, a slide deck on my computer and I was going back and forth and I was kind of sharing stuff, not sharing stuff, thinking back. So I like got to the very end of it and I said, okay, you know, Project worth is, you know, it was a big deal. It was a big, big project, right? So it was like, kind of like we've been working on this. Let's get it done. What do you need for me to get the sign off? You know, with your with your crew. And I was like, and I, I like the awkward silences a little bit. I like that little bit of tension in sales when you ask a question, and you just let it sit, right? So I t- I asked the question. I'm like, hey, let's sit for a second. I didn't realize my camera was off. So I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, this is like, I'm like, what? And I'm waiting for them to say something. I mean, I'm not kidding you. Probably two and a half minutes passed. And I was like, uh, so you guys you guys want to move forward with this? And he goes, you know your camera and, and mic were off. I, I typed it in the uh, chat. That's the worst. I typed in the chat because I was sitting there, and I'm like, I think something's wrong. I typed in the chat. I said, like, did you, are you still there? Like, can you see me? He goes, huh? He hadn't even heard my question. Oh, no. He hadn't even seen me. So literally, like, I got it. I switched it back, and he's sitting there. How, how often do you think that happens? Because that happens to me a lot, super, too. Super, I've, super, I've done it. Super frequently. Super frequently. But it was just like, honestly, it was the CEO that I, the first time I met with this guy, I was like, I was like trying to play that awkward silence, and it just became, and I don't get awkward. I was like, that was... That was that weird. Was so, yeah. Have you ever? <laughs> that, did... probably, that probably created no value. That story did for this conversation. No, I, I loved it. I but think it, it was kind of. Funny. We can't have a meeting nowadays without saying like, "Oh, you're on mute," or "We can't hear you." Right. I mean, that's the world that we live in. It is. You would it, think it'd go away, but it doesn't. It's crazy, and it's it is. So, to your point. For the listeners out there, I love Shannon's motto: "Turn your camera on." It's a great yeah. one. Turn the camera on, and then you can use those little like. If you're embarrassed about your background, or you're sitting on your patio, whatever the hell you're doing, yeah. turn your blurred vision, blurred thing on, or put a exactly. put a fake background. You don't have to show me what's going on behind you, yep. but show your face. Yeah, yeah. It goes a long way because we live in like everything, like more and more digital world. It's everything. You know, let's do this virtual, this virtual, this virtual. 
You know what another uh, interesting thing is, or at least I dealt with it at Kroger, is when you're in like a pretty large online meeting uh, and the uh, facilitator or the person leading the meeting hasn't joined yet, like there's that awkward moment of silence and sometimes it just lasts way too long and like who's going to break the ice here? And sometimes I'll be that guy that just tries to be funny and then sometimes I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to sit here too on mute. But it's like, how can we become more human-like in the digital world? And it's a tough thing to think about. I don't know if there's one answer, but I totally deal with that all the time where there's like 10 or 15 people on a call and no one's just saying anything. Yeah, it's like, is someone going to speak up here or what? Yeah, all right, thanks all for coming. I mean, think of it, nobody says anything. It's just like, because like, I've been that facilitator before, and you're like, hey, thank you all for joining today, and, like, nobody says a word. And you're like, I, sometimes I'm like, is, are you guys still there? Right. Yeah, but you could have said something. Like, it's hey, like, nice to see you too, Cole. Nice it's to like talk. walking into, like, in a physical world, like an office uh, room, uh, meeting room, and literally no one says anything. They're all staring at you. It's like, yeah. are you going to speak? It's so bizarre. And like, I guess I'm, I'm describing it with everyone having their cameras on. Most people don't have their cameras on, but still, it's just like it's a blank screen. It's like we're wasting time. Like, how do we make better use of this time? I don't know. I find it kind of goofy. It's like the small talk is just gone. Yeah, nobody, nobody feels a need to even do it anymore. Right, exactly. And I find that even – I'll go into the office like one to two days a week now um, – is that on your, like, did you choose to do that, or do you have to be in the office? We don't have to be, like, very, everything is very flexible, which is really nice, um, but people will come up to me, like, I'll be working, and people will be like, hey, like, how was your weekend? And I don't know what to do. Because you haven't been doing it for I a haven't while. been doing it. Like, nobody bothers me, well, except for, for Alex, like, during the work day, or the <laughs> dog, but, like. He's getting called out. <laughs> but, it, I don't know, like, the small talk is so hard. So, yeah, so you could just be like me, and you could just take the small talk and then tell somebody way too much about your life, okay? <laughs> I go from, like, hey, how's it going? Like, what you been up to? To, like, hey, listen to the fight my wife and I got in, like, three weeks ago. I, like, I really don't give a shit, but thanks for sharing. So I, I like that's that. my spin on it. I like the person that does that for those early morning meetings when you're still finishing sure. up your bowl of cereal. You got that talkative person. It's like, all right, keep going so I can finish up yeah. with these last few bites. So like, thank you, Thanks for joining people yeah, like you out there. Need that energy for sure. Yeah, where you can. I've been trying to think of like a good way to like start small talk conversations. It's not the typical one. Mm-hmm. I still haven't. I feel like I'd be like. I mean, I feel like I'd be very, very rich if I can come up with this. Like, and other aspects. Like, I mean, like, I feel like if I come up with another way to say, other than like, "Hey, how you been?" or "How are things going?" Like, what else could we say? And this is such a like. Uh, this is where my brain goes when we're talking about this stuff. Just so you know, hmm. what else could I say to start a small talk conversation? You could like stalk somebody on Facebook, like, "Hey, I saw you had a new cat. Like, how's the cat doing?" Yeah, I feel like the world that we live in is like so digital, like we've been talking about. But I have a sorority, like alum, alumna, organization. Yeah, sounds um, right. <laughs> yeah, event like later this week, and I'm like, oh yeah, like there are gonna be people there that I haven't seen since college. But like, I feel like I know what's going on in their life because of social media. Right. So I feel like it, you know, to open up a conversation like that, it could almost come off a little weird like if you're like hey like saw your instagram story this weekend but you're bringing up another good point is because with social media we get the information that we need and we move on so we don't feel like we need to reach out to this oh i saw that you did x y and z over the weekend cool i'm done i'll move on to the next person i've been doing that to you lately i'm like hey how's so and so (laughs) doing and i'll be like i haven't seen them in seven years he's like I'm, I'm surprised he's going like just shut up and call him cole i'm not he's like yeah he's like i'm not gonna be your middleman. Yeah, and, and also that point, like, if you were to be like, hey, like, 
you almost don't want to ruin them telling you about that, right? Exactly. So you're like, yeah. hey, how are you doing? And let, let them, even though you've seen them on like Facebook and stuff, let them like feed that to you because people like yeah. to talk about that stuff too. Oh, for sure. And you don't want to be like, hey, I saw on Facebook, like you guys got a new car over the weekend. Like, how's it? How's the steering? Yeah. <laughs> you like the tires? What size rims did you get? What kind of gas mileage is it? That's a little like two person. Right, right. Like, hey, how's life going? Nice car. By the way, I saw you about where's your house located at? Also, what's your blood type too? Exactly. <laughs> now another thing that I find myself uh, working on to improve is not pinging uh, other team members that are on the same call because um, mm-hmm. that's kind of distracting. Um, and I have that happen um, as I'm the receiver of messages and I'll use like the same type of analogy. It's like being in a physical meeting room and someone just getting up and shouting or talking to you. It's like, it's so real, yeah, but I find yeah. myself doing that. Do you deal with that at all? Oh yeah. And a lot of the times, like in the position I'm in, we're dealing with external like parties yeah. to PNG. So yeah. we'll be paying like, oh, they just said this, like, this is what I'm taking away from that. Here's what you should, like, chime in and say this. So we'll be, like, in the background, kind of... Trying to, like, break down the out. conversation? Yeah, just, like, figuring out what the approach is. and That's like tough. If we can. But even in in-person meetings, if we have our computers, like, that would... Happen. You guys still do that. Yeah. Um, but I, it, even, like, if I'm face-to-face with somebody, I try really hard not to bring my computer to a meeting. Um, She's dropping all sorts of good advice here. I, yes, oh, I had a good I one. I had a good follow-up yeah. question for that too. So I received that piece of advice like, "That's Don't really good." Bring your computer, and I was like, "Oh god!" Like, how am I supposed to take notes? I'm gonna have to take notes twice. Like, what if I forget? Like, the agenda or talking points or whatever. But it got me to just like prepare for each meeting before I go in, which is actually super helpful. You're right, super critical. I mean, yeah. you were prepared coming in here. First thing she said for all our listeners is. I'm a type A, and I'm ready to rock, and I've also got some, like, bullet points I want to hit on, so if you, I'm just kidding, she didn't say that. No. But she definitely <laughs> was prepared to come in here and have a great conversation, which I think we're having. But I think she threw those notes away. We've kind of gone off the script a little bit, because we're unscripted. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's okay. It's like, a, it's like a safety blanket. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's something to read over. It's okay. You know, we got the conversation going. Um, I want to go back to that point about, you mentioned, uh, this is a while back. You mentioned work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, because we've talked about this, and we have very similar viewpoints on, like, work-life balance, like how much you should be working, right? Which is, which is a, like, you know, quote, should be working, but um, not necessarily believing, like, okay, you have to work, like, 90, 90 100 hours and just mm-hmm. grind and get no sleep. And, like, like you said, in the past five years, my outlook on work-life balance has changed. Mm-hmm. And I want to know, like, what what has changed and where what is your mindset going into that now? Obviously, very career driven woman, which I'm super pumped about. I get two daughters. I want them to be like taking on the world like you are. Um, but yeah, can you get into that a bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I feel like coming out of college, we all are like, you have to pay your dues. Like work really hard, pay your dues, and then you're gonna move up and things will get better. Like work life balance will get better. Um, I don't know. I feel like I had that mindset for a little bit, but the culture at PNG doesn't really support that, which is nice. Um, they very much promote like being. So they want you to be. They want you yeah. to have a lot of life outside of work. Is what you're saying? Yeah, like focus on family. Do what you need to do to make sure that the company is getting the best out of you. Um, but I think it took a while for me to actually figure out like, 
oh shit, they actually mean that. Like <laughs> when the CEO says stuff like that and the leadership at PNG say that, like it's actually true. He's not just saying that to like sound good for the exactly. media or like, hey, I want to be the best like seat. No, he's like legitimately yeah. like, hey, listen, you guys, yep. that's if I, if you're gonna bring your best to work, you better have a great outside work life too. Exactly. Yeah, and in my last role um, before I got into media, it was really tough for me. Like I had. I was not good, like, from a mental standpoint. Like, I was working an insane amount. Like, it was a 24-hour operation all the time, and it, it it was hard. You were burning both ends of the candle. Yeah, it was hard. And I'm doing my MBA, planning a wedding, selling a house, moving. Like, it was just a lot, and I was, I was done. I couldn't do it anymore. Um, so I think that's kind of another thing that, like, advice that I would give, like, you got to learn how to like speak up for yourself mm-hmm. and advocate for yourself. And I, I definitely learned because it got so bad for me. Um, and this was nothing like the job leadership, nothing like that. It was more so it just wasn't a good fit for me. Yep. And I had a lot going on. Um, so I think that being in like such an extreme place when it came to like zero work-life balance, I realized like, okay, something has to change. So now I don't think, I don't think you're, um, role or changing jobs or like going somewhere for like this huge promotion should you should have to sacrifice like your happiness a hundred percent like 100 percent. you couldn't pay me enough to go back to the the space that i was in just because it, it just wasn't a fit for me yep. um and you weren't i mean you weren't happy like all yeah. you were doing is again you were in that like constant anxiety exactly working have to work so much have to do so much and you're saying like so it sounds like the biggest thing that's changed for you is understanding that there's some things that you like. Money's great. Some things yeah. that making money and work will great. always be there. Yeah, work will always be there. And also, I don't know if you've noticed, I, I, I was the same way, right? I was going through that. Like, I'm gonna work so much. I, you know, I had my daughter young. I'm gonna work 90 hours a week. I'm gonna do this and this. And it's like I find myself being way more productive now mm-hmm. by just giving like the attention I need to give to my personal life. Yeah. Attention I need to give to my wife, my kids, my, you know, going out and going for a hike, going out and exercising. Like if you get that in, then the work will, like, if you're good at what you do and if you're engaged when you're there, you get, like, five times the amount of work done yeah. because you're engaged because you want to be doing it because all the other stuff, so, like, that's that center of gravity that yeah. you found. Um, and then, then again, for for me at least, I know, you also, I'm sure you know, sometimes there are times in life when you don't have a choice. But you've got to get through those. Yeah. And you've also got to know when, like, you're doing too much. And if it's the situation you're in, you gotta get yourself out of that situation. If it's a job, gotta find a job. Or you, like you said, you had that tough, tough conversation. It sounds like, but this isn't working. This, and I don't want to leave PNG, but I just, uh, this yeah. is not working for me. Yeah, that's and exactly. PNG sound like they knocked it out of the park. They're like, hey, we understand. Yes, yeah. If you're good, like a company will do what they need to do to make sure that you're happy. Um, and I think like the it also makes such a big difference to see your leadership like leading by example and actually putting that stuff into practice versus it just being like buzzwords That's huge. or budge, budge phrases. Um, They're practicing what they preach. Yeah. What it sounds like. Yeah. Like I had my first one-on-one with my now like two up manager mm-hmm. and she was prepping dinner. Like it was like three 30 and she's like, I'm just getting dinner ready. Like before, you know, the kids get home from school, like Wednesday nights are the nights that I cook dinner for my families and like make it a big thing. And you know, we're just having like a one-on-one and I'm like, you know, of course like cameras on like, actually did my makeup for once like during the work from home week um and like very prepared and she's like very casual like just 
cooking. And like that is, that's awesome. Like the multitasking in a meaningful way that helps you feel like you have a balance. It's such a game changer. They're bringing that human element or yeah. that human connection uh, into the work life, which oh, is great. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Now, I think uh, we should wrap things up here in the next uh, few minutes, but definitely want to hit on a couple of uh, quick hitters. Uh, but before we, we dive into that bit, I know I, I came a little bit prepared myself. I had some notes over here. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I do want to ask just this last question, though, around, like, what advice would you give your future self as well as advice that you believed in at a younger age and you kind of abandoned for whatever reason but think it kind of actually still holds true? Yeah. Um, so advice that I would give my future self, um, continue to try to not put so much pressure on yourself. Um, I'm very, I'm very type A. I am very much a perfectionist. Like I have to be doing everything perfect all the time and making everybody happy. Never say no. Um, yeah, so I think just continuing to try. Like, I'm, I very much try. So I'm maybe not she just it. said yes to come on the podcast because she doesn't know how to say no. Oh, no. <laughs> not before she committed to that. Let's go. Let's go. Right, Thanks exactly. again for coming on. Okay, so I, I like that. I saw a quote, and now I'm jumping in here. I saw a quote that you would love in the day. And for, I'm not quoting it verbatim, but it was, deal with what you need to deal with now. Let it go and move on later. Yeah. So you're saying, like, the pressure part of it. Like, you could feel under pressure and stuff, but you're saying, like, just let it go. Yeah. Don't put you can't you can't constantly put pressure on yourself about things that you can't do anything about. Yeah, and like even said differently, making not making other people's problems my own problem. Mm-hmm. Um, like if somebody's That's having huge. a hard day, like I can be there to listen and be an empathetic ear, but like that's not my that's problem. not your hard day. Right. That yeah, that's not my stress that I need to be putting on myself. Um, and I think that also comes with age, too. <laughs> Maturity, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. None of us like to admit that we're not completely mature at 22 and 23 till we hit, like, this 28, 29, 30. I think that was just like, you, <laughs> Yeah. Okay, you don't think, but you don't think, right? You're in this, you're like, oh, man, I'm, I'm growing up. Well, yeah. don't they say that your brain's still, like, developing until yeah. age 25, which I don't believe that. I think your brain's always developing. Right. You should be trying to always learn new information. But there's things that you look back on going, why was it, like, again, why mm-hmm. was I not that patient with this? Sure. Yeah. Why was I stressed out about this? It didn't really matter. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think advice that I would, hold on. The, the question was, what, what uh, advice, or not advice, but what, yeah, what, what advice were you giving growing up at a young age, and you kind of disabandoned it, but, or, yeah, over time, you matured, or you started to think back, and I'm like, wow, that actually was pretty uh, important, and it, it actually holds true. Yeah, um, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was told that a lot when I was younger, uh-huh. and then... Um, as I got older, I, it's definitely very true, but when things are shitty and when things are hard, it's like, oh my God, like, why am I going through this? Like, I don't get it. But then when you come out on the other side, you're like, okay, this stuff happened so that I'm now here. Like, I'll give one example. My grandma passed away when I was in the third grade and she was like my best friend. I'm like, why, like, why would this happen? I'm like, why would this happen? Like little Shannon was like, this makes zero sense. But that spurred us moving to Ohio, like, from Kentucky. And if I didn't move to Ohio, like, who knows where I would be. Right. Um, That's huge. That's like the butterfly effect. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and now, happens for a reason. Yes, and now I have that I tattooed it. on my foot. And I'm yeah, seriously I so it. in love with that answer, okay? You could not have given us a better answer. That was perfect. I mean, I was you thinking, passed the test here. Yeah, I was just thinking like learn to learn to still have fun or something like that, and you're like everything happens for a reason. Like, just, I mean, we've all heard it, but the way that you she described said it, it was yeah. just so real. I, I love it. it and, it's, and it's so true, like right? And like you said, you're in it, especially in that spurt of like getting out of co- in college when you're trying to control everything too, mm-hmm. right? So when you can't – something you can't control, you're like, this isn't happening for a reason. This is BS. Exactly. I love it. I love, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that one. <laughs> Thank you for sharing all this wisdom. Okay. Seriously, we're, we're you're making me better, better people person. after today. Now uh, – Let's wrap things up here with a 60-second bit on just some uh, quick hitters. Cole, you can jump on in here. You'll, you'll catch my, my drift here in a sec. Uh, I know what you're going with. You, you do? I'm picking up your lane now. Can you uh, <laughs> read my mind or something? Or did we have this scripted? I was just hoping you were going to start, and I was going to act like I can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shannon. Here we go. Cincinnati Reds game or Cincinnati Bengals game? Uh, Bengals, for sure. Okay. Let's go. Okay, Skyline Chili or Gold Star? Skyline. Day or night? Uh, day. Beach or lake? Debatable. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. I don't know. It depends. Like a beach is fun. Um, it's got its every place. Every once in a while, yeah, like a summer vacay, like that's cool. But going down to Cumberland, like a couple times over the summer, you can't beat that. Wait, I've got a twist for you then. Oh god. <laughs> lake Michigan's got beaches, so Lake Michigan Beach Best or or saltwater beach or like mm-hmm. or like. Kyle. I don't like going to the beach because I'm bait for other larger animals out there. And you the probably and you probably bake in the sun. Like I get so fun. Oh, I turn red as a lobster. Yeah. I don't get tan at all. We do not. We just a skin complexion. Here, this was supposed <laughs> to be a six, sixty second bit. I'm like, you know, right, something Lake else. Michigan or Lake Erie coastline or inner. Cole and I inter- have a tough time wrapping things up, so yeah. that's why we just keep going. That's an Ohio thing. Yeah. You know when you're supposed to leave a party and it takes you about 10-15 minutes to actually leave? Yeah. That's what this is. Hayden's like, like Cole, you gotta go now. Yeah. 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 See, 20 minutes later, I, you know, I think it's time for you to go. <laughs> well, I think that really is all that we have for today. really want to uh, extend our gratitude and thanks to Shannon for coming on today's show. Yeah, our thank first you guys for having me. Yeah, it was a blast. We certainly learned uh, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good uh, information that I'm going to quickly implement in my life. I don't know about you, Cole, but... Oh, I just thought this was awesome. This was great. This was so fun. It was super fun for us, too. And then we got into it, and then when you said... I'm just going to just hang on that. Everything <laughs> happens for a reason. I think you couldn't have gotten a better... Not, that was, like, the best answer I've ever heard in my life. So I'm using that later to see <laughs> Love that. Love it. So once again, we want to thank all you guys for tuning in. Please uh, reach out to us at unscriptedexchanges at gmail.com to ask us any type of questions or if you have additional topics that you would like us to discuss, as well as uh, joining us in the future. We've got a backlog of guests uh, filling up for the rest of the month and next month. Uh, But once again, thanks for tuning in and have a great day. Thanks for joining Unscripted Exchanges. See you all, guys.